Hear the word of the Lord from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 27. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor, honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. This is the word of the Lord. All right, all right, all right, guys. Good morning, everyone. That's a little weak. First shift beat you a little bit. Good morning, everyone. All right, it's more like it. I hope you guys are awake and ready to hear God's word this morning. Um, we welcome you guys out to Sacred City Church. I'm excited to be back with you. Um, but of course, if you guys don't know me, my name is Alex Tate. I'm the Sacred City Youth Director here at Sacred City Church. Um, but some of you guys are probably thinking, I thought that was the new announcement guy, right? I thought that was the new greeter. I thought that was the new resident, the podcast guy. I thought that was the fill in the blank. Yes, that is me. I am. I do a little of everything here at Sacred City Church. Um, Sacred City Church has been developing me um, for the past 10 years, and it's been an honor to be a part of what Sacred City Church is doing here in the body. Just a young man willing to serve God and his church. So I hope you guys are okay with that. Uh, Justin asked me to fill in for him this morning while he is wrapping up, uh, just resting from being in the pulpit. So hopefully he'll be back with us next week. We have so much to unpack. So how about we go ahead and pray and we could jump right in this morning. Father, we just, uh, we thank you that we could just come together and gather this morning. Uh, we thank you that uh, even though there's so much going on in the world that we could come to you and we can cling and we, f- we can find comfort in you and in your body, Lord. So we just we thank you and I just pray that it's none of me and all of you this morning, Lord. And I just pray that you continue to pierce the hearts and the minds of your people where they can go out and do the work of your ministry, Father. So I, I just thank you and I just pray that your spirit is with us this morning. In your name, Lord Jesus, amen. Amen. So if you guys have not been with us, Sacred City Church has been going through this sermon series called How We Change. This has been a five-week sermon series on how we need to change a few things. And exploring and breaking down the text each week for how we need to change. And we can see that we can do this in a part of our day-to-day life as well. And if you have noticed, this sermon series has been a little heavy. This has been a little offensive for a lot of us. The sermon series is called How We Change. And for some of us, 
we came in this morning, we probably, you know, seen the sermon series on the screen and we wanted to walk back out the door. Or we saw it after praise and worship and we looked at our spouse and said, really, you, you brought me here this morning. You really think I need to change, right? Because if we're being honest, a lot of us are thinking, I'm good. I really don't need to change anything, but those people over there, Johnny and Sally, yeah, they need a whole lot of Jesus, right? They need the manual on what it looks like to change. We say, trust me, look at my family, look at my friends, and of course, look at my bank account. Everyone wants to be like me. But as we have been going through this sermon series, this sermon series shows us that to have true change, it starts with God. So it avoids the fatal flaws in all the self-help books. But for us to start change, as we continue to grow in realization that it's not all about you, it's about the one who is remaking us into his image each and every day. So the hope is that we have been honest about where we are in our lives and looked into the mirror throughout this series. And the hope is that you have been honest about what you see and what might need to change in you. We saw that the quick fixes never help. Instant gratification is never enough. Experiences after experiences are never enough. And the freakish fast ways that we live life, we rarely slow down enough to embrace what really matters in life. Actually take the time and put in the work because as we have learned, how we change is slow. How we change is heart work. How we change is God's work. And of course, how we change is your work. And today we'll see as I wrap up this sermon series this morning on how we change is communal work. It takes community. It takes unity and diversity in the body, in God's church, which is this community and all over the world of people that are connected to the body. And for some of us, we have heard this growing up. It takes a village to take care of these wild kids, right? If you see them acting crazy, bring correction. If you see them, love them, we say, right? But to take care of you and for you to have deep change that we have been praying for all year, that gospel renewal change, to have the change in our minds and our hearts and, of course, flow through our actions, it takes a gospel-centered community in the body in all areas of life. This is why it's so important that we have Sacred City Kids, Sacred City Catechism, Sacred City Youth Group, and Sacred City Missional Communities in our Sacred City Church gatherings. Because we know this is the way to make disciples, to plant churches and renew the city, to, to make the disciples not our way, but the way God has designed it to be. We need community in every part of the body at every level. It takes all of us, every single one of us. And today we'll see for all my note takers that I have three points this morning. Number one, how we are one body. Number two, how we all have a part to play. Number three, how we need the parts in the body, in community, to work together. We all need community to have a massive impact in our lives, where then it can flow throughout our households and in our city and, of course, everywhere we go. Everyone needs community. Even God lives in community called the Trinity, with Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit perfectly. Even Adam needed someone, so God created Eve. 
we will see that Jesus is the head and every part should stay connected to the body. We need the body in our community because without it, without it, without it, there will be some decay. And I know some of you are just like, trust me, I'm still good on the whole community thing. I'm good on the whole body thing. You can do you over there and we will do us over here. But have you ever been through a hard time and wish someone was there? Have you ever had someone pass away and wish someone was there? Have you ever had something to celebrate and you want to tell everybody about it and wish someone was there? Have you ever had a conversation with yourself? And we know that never goes well, right? And wish someone was there. But for us to truly change, we will see we need more than just ourselves. And the screens that we are trying to live life through. Because if we're being honest, we lie to ourselves. We never meet the standard that we put in place. Our minds are always playing tricks on us. And of course, feelings are always getting in the way. So Paul was reminding us today that we are one body with many members. We have our part to play. And we need community and the body that God has blessed us with to love us, to listen to us, to pray with us, to check in on us, to eat with us, to bless us, to recreate, and of course, to keep the gospel at the center of our lives. So let's go ahead and jump in this morning to the book of 2 Corinthians. Let's read this text one more time so we can truly get a grip on what Paul is saying to us this morning. 2 Corinthians Chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. And of course, there should be Bibles out there, or of course, it'll be on the screen, but you can pull out your tablets, phone, whatever you have. But we want to go to the text together. So you're just not believing my words for it, but we're walking through it step by step. So when you're there, say amen, and we can jump right in. Amen. That was only a couple of you. When you're there, say amen, and we can jump right in. Amen. All right, it seems like we're ready to go now. First Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves are free. And we're all made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would, the, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one suffers, all suffer together. If one is honored, they all rejoice together. Now you are one body of Christ and individual members of it. 
Turn to your neighbor to the right and say, we are one body. Turn to your neighbor to the left and say, we are one body. Turn behind you and say, yes, that means you too. Yes, that means you too, right? Wow, this is, there is so much that we have to unpack today. Some of you guys are like, what is Paul talking about here? Did he stay out in the sun a little bit too long while he was writing this text? You're probably a little lost. He's saying the foot to the hand to the mouth compared to the, the lips. What is going on here? He is saying body 19 times if we really do a count. What is he saying? And to help us understand this and to put a visual on what he is really trying to say and grasp what Paul is saying, I would like you to think of your favorite concert that you went to growing up. Country, rap, Christian, rock and roll, you name it. Maybe it was Jason Aldean, maybe Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake's Kiss, Hill songs, Drake or Beyonce. Whatever it is, just think of that picture. And if you have not been to a concert, think of your favorite amusement park. Maybe Disney World or Universal, Six Flags or Adventureland. And if you have not been there, I have something that we can all relate to. Think of the Iowa State Fair. Or think of the great Mississippi Valley Fair. I will see you there. That is this month. And no, they're not giving me anything free for saying that. No free fun cards, right? But think of everything that brings it together. The cool signs as you start to get closer and your kids are asking, are we there yet? Are we there? We've been in the car forever. Are we there yet? The music you hear as you're parking, the food and animals that you smell. The lights from a distance to make it all come together. And at the end, you're, you're pulling your kids or your spouses out, probably because they love this so much or maybe just all the fried food, right? But everyone has a part to play, big or small, to make it come together. And for this to function properly, and I hope you guys are with me because I'm getting to the good parts of the fair that you're already thinking about. Because for the fair to function and for everyone to have a part, and for it to come together, the fair needs someone to park the cars, someone to help sell the tickets, someone to help sell and make the newspaper ads, someone to make that great Mississippi Valley Fair see their commercial. I used to love that growing up. Someone to help sell those great funnel cakes that we love. Someone to make and sell the corn dogs and everything fried. Someone to help even with the healthy stuff like corn on a stick, right? Someone to make those balloons, to make the, the paint faces, to do tricks and the games, and of course, to show the animals. And anyone to make sure that they always go to the grandstand in the massive concert. The world has figured this out. They win our desires and hearts every single time. They bring every race together, every political party together, every age together, every area in the city, rich or poor. So Paul is hitting on something here that we might have lost the focus on as a church. One body with many members together coming together. But why have we been separated? Why can't we get this right? Why is it, you might ask? It's because of sin, of Adam and Eve. At one level, we want friendships and community and to be a part of the body. At another level, we don't want them at all. We want community because I love being around people. I even love people watching, my wife would say. I love how you care for one another. I love how you mourn and how you celebrate together. I love to be a part of something. 
wow, the depth of the gospel that we go. But, and you know when that but's coming, there's something else, right? There's something coming. But when someone points out my sin, I don't like it. I don't like it when they can see that I'm great at work, but I don't lead at home. I don't like it when they can see that I idolize my kids. I don't like when people can really truly know who I actually am. I don't like that they can see that my wife and I are living like roommates. I don't like that someone upsets me in community, so we always run away from community. We miss the part where God is using community in the body to love you and to share truth and love with you and point you to the cross so you can have that true joy, peace, love, and hope that you have been looking for. You have started detaching from the body. But in creation, we are made to live in community, in one body. But because of the fall, we tend to run, hide, or fight from the very people we need from the body to change. Often our longing for them has been tainted by sin. Only we love community and being a part of the body only when it satisfies us and our needs and desires. But when we get offended, when we get a little stretched or maybe pressed in a corner just a hair, we run, we become track stars and some of us should have tried out for the Olympics. We have a love-hate relationship with relationships. This is why it is so hard for us to stay connected to the body. This Western culture we live in pushes against this, and we hardly want to be committed to anything. We have lost the focus. We have taken our eyes off God and his word. We have lost the focus. But maybe you feel like you don't belong to the body or this community. Maybe you feel like you don't have a part to play. Maybe you don't think you're needed in the body. But I have to ask, if you believe that, what lie is it that you're believing? When did you start believing the lie? We must get to the root because we are past trimming bushes. We, we have to get past trimming bushes to have true change. Was it when you were younger, they said you weren't good enough? Was it when someone said that you're not smart enough? Was it when you lost your job during COVID? Was it when someone talked down to you? Was it when they say you don't look good enough or you're not fit enough? Was it when someone said that you are less than human or you're poor? Was it when someone said, ah, you just don't fit in over here? Was it when fill in the blank? Is why you don't think you belong to the body or any community? Is this why you... Don't think you have a part to play, so you leave the church. Is this why you always push away community and others in the body? But Paul is trying to remind us as a church, don't get lost in the white noise of the TV that is taking you off track. Don't get lost in the sauce of the world. Do not believe the lie that someone has told you. Remember, we are one body with many members. And there should be unity and diversity in the body through the spirit, the same spirit. Paul is using the metaphor about the body, the limbs, the organs to address this problem. So let's go back to our text tonight to really see what Paul is talking about here. Verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, 
And all members of the body, though many, are one body. So it is with Christ. For in the spirit we are baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves are free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. Paul is getting to my first point here. How we are one body. How, you might ask. How does this even work? I'm from this area. I'm there from this area. How are we one body? Because we are all baptized into the same spirit. We are not baptized into different spirits, but the same spirit. There is not a black people spirit, a white people spirit. There's not a poor people spirit and a rich people spirit. There's not a your people of uh, uh, spirit and in these people's culture of a spirit. No, one spirit. And we are in the word baptized carries this idea of identification. Now being a part of God's family, the Christian community is one in unity because we are identified from the same spirit, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. This is the only way we can stay connected and have true change when we are offended and want to run because we can remember that God is in control because of the same spirit that is in me is in you. We are all on the same team, like the Milwaukee Bucks that are now the NBA champs. We're on the same team. On the back of our jerseys, it says Jesus. Everyone knows which side that you are on. So Paul is getting ready to do something that he does so well and help us understand that if you have dividing lines that you have created, they're unnecessary. In community, in the church, in your homes, in your neighborhoods, in your city. And this is what's leading to the craziness of so many churches all over the world that are dying off because there are still dividing lines. Just as we have seen over the year alone, over race, economics, over what political party do you stand for? Wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. Getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated. This social media post, this news channel. We, are, we have lost the focus. And Paul is saying that this is ridiculous. This is madness. We need the body to help us keep the focus here. Do you not remember that you said you were in Christ? From 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed and the new has come. 1 Peter, uh, Peter 2, 9 through 10, But you are a chosen race, a, a, a royal priesthood of holy nation a people for his own possession, that many may proclaim the excellence of who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you did not receive mercy, but now you receive mercy. In Romans 8, 6, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Oh, have you lost the focus? Because we are on the same team here, same spirit in Christ, which makes us come together in any division lines that you have thrown up that would stop people from being a part of the family of God. It's not right. It's division, and it brings disunity. It doesn't matter. Every single one of us is a sinner. If you did not know you are a sinner, you know today. It doesn't matter which race. 
What political party you think you stand for? What if you're rich or poor? If you wear a mask or don't wear a mask, vaccinated or not vaccinated, watching this news channel, watching that news channel, liking this post or liking that post. All of us are a sinner. We have drifted. We have wandered off. We have went astray and have lost the focus at some time in our lives. We have fallen short and need the glory of God. We need a Savior. And the only one that can do this is Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can do this work and bring us together through the Spirit. And that's the only way we can come together in unity as the body in this room and all over the world is through faith in Jesus Christ that brings us together in sync with one another. So Paul is saying that we need each other in times that are hard in our life right now as we can look all over the world and see we must keep the focus. Verse 14. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it a less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If you were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but yet one body. My second point is how we all have a part to play. Just like I use the example of the fair, the concert, and the great amusement park, with each part making it come together, Paul is saying that many of us here have great diversity of talents, gifts, and skills. And how do we know this? Because if we look above in 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, and all throughout scripture, it tells us that we will have different skills and talents and gifts, but from the same spirit, like wisdom, faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecies, speaking and interpreting of tongue, serving and teaching and being on mission. And all of these, and each one of them will help the body flourish and function well. This is why we need you here on Sunday mornings. At missional communities, loving your neighbors, staying connected to the body and serving in all areas. And no body part is greater than the other in the body. But the question is for you today, how are you helping the body flourish? How are you helping the body flourish in your community, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, youth, in your schools, in your church, and everywhere you go? Because you are needed in the body. You have a part to play. And now that you know this, don't let pride or fear get in the way. Communities should be shaping each other to look more like Jesus with iron sharpening iron and pointing each other back to the cross with truth and love. Even when it gets a little messy, we all can look back at our families and know that our families are a little messy from time to time. But this is when true change comes, is in a gospel-centered community, not by ourselves, not around people that only want to tell us what we want to hear, not through a screen. But don't think you are too talented, too skilled, or too gifted that you don't need anyone else. And don't think that your talents and skills and gifts are too small 
You are valuable and loved and needed in the body of Christ just the way you are. We don't have to play the comparison game here because you think that your part of the body is not that great compared to someone else's because when we do that, we sin because we think the way that God designed us to be was a mistake and the talents and gifts that he has given you to help a part of the body. God does not make mistakes. You are valuable. You are loved and needed in the body, no matter how young or how old. Everyone will not be on stage. But you are still needed in the body to love others with your skills and with your gifts and with your talents to the glory of God. God designed you just the way he wanted you to be. So you can play a part in the body, in his story, not our story. He is the main character. Let's keep moving in verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God, but God, so compose the body, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffer, we all suffer together. If one member is honored, we rejoice together. And this is where my third and final point comes, how we need the parts in the body, in community to work together. Paul has come to a specific application here that the church should care for one another. We should never tell each other that another part of the body is not needed just because they look different or they do things a little different because we are from the same spirit in the body. And, the, and for the same, for some of you that think that you can do it all by yourself, that you don't need any other parts of the body, we should repent. The body should be building each other up, older, helping the younger so the church doesn't die off. Those that are wise give to the unwise. Why, you might ask? Because the body works best, and true change comes when all parts are working together, even the hidden parts, because they are a part of the same body and the same spirit on the same team. And for the body to function well, Everyone must do their part to the glory of God together. But sometimes there's a part of the body that wants to do their own thing. They think they can do it better outside of the body. And if this is you, you should repent. Because God has placed the leadership community in your life that's a part of the same body and the same spirit. If we come to serve and love God in his church, which is his people. We will never have a need. We can mourn, but also celebrate. And, mo and we must encourage everyone to stay connected to the head because without the head, they will die off. Why do we do this, you might ask? Because Christ did. He came to serve and not to be served. 
Every body part is created to bring glory to the head, and the head is Jesus Christ, our Savior, who put his body on the line so that we could be a part of his body and in the kingdom forever. So now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. This might hit some of us a little hard this morning because maybe you have ran from being a part of the body. You have drifted. You have wandered off and went astray. You are stuck in the mud for so long and you really want this true change. Maybe you did not think that you have something to offer. Maybe you have been a part of the church and just going through the motions for years in the body. But this morning, there's good news for you. God gave up his body so that you can be a part of it and gives you the same spirit that brings Jesus from the grave. God does something amazing to reconcile us to himself and to others. God, the gospel opens doors and community in the body where we, we can be transformed into the image of Jesus and the veil comes off. But when people truly encounter and realize what Jesus did for them and purchased them and dies for the sin, it will enter your hearts. The old has passed and the new has come. Sizing up your imagination and overwhelming your heart with this precious value of being a part of something just a little bit bigger than yourself. In the body and in community, no price is too great. Nothing that you own can take the value or its place. Everything you possess goes on the auction block compared to Jesus and being a part of the community in the body. When you see Jesus better, true change comes. When you see Jesus better, you won't thirst anymore. When you see Jesus better, you won't hunger anymore. When you see Jesus better, you will remember that you're a part of one body in the same spirit. When you see Jesus better, you'll remember that you have a part to play. When you see Jesus better, you will be running to the body in community because you know this is where true change really happens, even when it gets hard. Because this is the only place change can happen is in community. And staying connected to the head who is Jesus Christ, our Savior, where you can have true love, peace, acceptance in the body, hope and joy in the body. So you might ask, how do I see Jesus better? Repent and turn from your sins. Give your life to Christ this morning. Pray and read his word. Stay connected to the body in community. Remember, the seasons may change. The world may change. But God and his spirit will stay the same forever. Let's pray. Father, you are so gracious. You are so loving. Even when we don't deserve it, you gave up your body for us. Father, we are a broken people and sinners, and we need to be saved by you. Father, continue to do your work in our minds and stir up our heart where it flows through our actions in our cities. Let us not be a people that just talk about it, but we can be about it. We can live this life every single day. Father, so as we come to the table tonight, let us remember that you gave up your body for us. You shed your blood for us so that we can be a part of your kingdom. So we thank you and we love you.
In your name, Lord Jesus, amen.